Carton Roberts on the fan. We replaced one loud, average-looking bald man for another. Why well, is it always going to be at the, about the bald stuff? Oh, because you're bald and it just jumps out at me. It's ridiculous. We yeah. don't all look alike. I mean, no. <laughs> me, Carton, BT. Robert Sala. Do I say that? Yeah, exactly. Vin Sala. Diesel, Bill do I, Goldberg. Do all on. redheads look alike? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, I've heard that before, actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Growing up, I used to hear it all the time. Yeah. We're all the same. I do appreciate you giving up 10 hours of overnight to join me for four <laughs> hours of afternoon Thanks drive. Thanks for throwing me a life raft for a day. I needed it desperately. Thank and, you. And you decide when you come in to put on a John Stark's jersey? Well, I was thinking about what I was going to wear today, and I figured you and I have great history with the Knicks and Nets. Of course, you famously punching me in the arm after Clifford Robinson uh, Clifford Robinson hit a buzzer beater tap in or whatever it was, it was in the a garden. Tip in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and I figured you know what? I'm feeling good about my Knicks and I love John Starks. Well, I don't really wear a jersey anymore, but this is for you. This is my gift for you. Do you get to look at this for the next four and a half hours? It just shows that you have to find a jersey from 30 years ago to wear to represent your favorite Which, which one are you going to wear? What are you doing with that Durant and Kyrie jersey? Nobody. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I, I, listen, one thing I've learned from this era is I've sworn off jerseys. Because I bought way too many for my two sons. Poor kids. And the other day, I had to go through the drawer and say, okay, let me take this Kyrie. Let me take this Kevin Durant. Let me take this Jacob DeGrom and put it in a different drawer. You should have taken the freebies the garden sent you. <laughs> See, you, you dismissed those freebies the garden sent. You could have used those. No. I had to wipe my you-know-what with. Yeah. Or right. to clean my car. The Nets. L-O-L. The Nets. Right. I'm sorry. I don't want to get into that. Get out but, of your you system. Know. Go ahead. No, no. no, no there's nothing to get out of. I, well, I did see a picture, you know, when I was scrolling through, trying to prep for the show through Twitter. I saw Durant. In a son's jersey, and you know, I thought of you, and I felt a little upset. You get to not only see Durant in a son's jersey, but me in a Starks jersey, and uh, it's it's got to be rough for you as a diehard Nets fan. I actually feel for it's you. It's been a very rough transition over yeah. the last couple of weeks from a team that could win a championship to a team that's just battling to avoid the play-in tournament. But you know what's funny? And this hit me over the course of literally 24 hours. And let me walk you through this, and then you could say, Evan, that actually makes a lot of sense, or I'm a schmuck. Because I do think there well, are people who are not going to understand this. Yesterday, I'm watching Max Scherzer. Okay. This will all come together, trust me. And Max Scherzer sitting there at his press conference saying, I want to pitch 200 innings. I want to make 33 starts. I want to be out there every five days. And I had a reaction to that I've never had, which is, why? No, I don't want him out there for 200 innings. I don't want him out there for 32 starts because I just witnessed a year last year in which the Mets won 100 games. They didn't win the division. It would have been nice if they did. Mm. Max missed a bunch of time, but when it mattered the most, he didn't perform at a high level. Last year, in retrospect, I didn't feel this at the time, was a meaningless regular season. Now, I go home, I watch the Knicks, great win against Atlanta. I watch the Nets, great win against Miami. Significant regular season games from a standings perspective. Right. And I'm pumped up. You should be pumped up. Knicks jumped up to the sixth seed. Nets are the five Eh. seed. You can add me, and that's what's and it doesn't really to me. do much for me, but whatever, continue. So then I wake up this morning, and I hear Gio say something interesting that I think the majority of people feel. He said, regular season basketball, I don't care. Right. Regular season hockey, I don't care. And it hit me, and I love baseball. It is my favorite sports out. You it's know that. It's getting there, you're right. It's amazing. Does it matter? Because I could argue that last night's basketball games, which you could absolutely have the right to say doesn't do much for me. G has a right to say doesn't do much for me. I could argue those games had more significance than maybe any regular season game the Mets or Yankees play in a year in which they have a 99% chance to make the playoffs. So, we all used to go nuts about maintenance days. Shouldn't 
Max Scherzer have maintenance days? Shouldn't Justin Verlander have maintenance days? To a lesser degree, shouldn't Garrett Cole have maintenance well, days? Well, I even thought last year going through it, my and by the way, I love baseball's regular season more than anything, and until the Phillies did what they did, I always thought that the baseball regular season meant a lot, but I think that the Phillies proved it really doesn't. You could just get in, and as long as you have everything lined up, you're good to go. But I thought last year, as it was happening, okay, well, no big deal if DeGrom's not healthy, as long as he's healthy for the Brave Series, for October. Right. Same with Scherzer. And, unfortunately for them, they had it lined up the way that they wanted to. Forget what happened, how many starts DeGrom had, how many games Scherzer missed. They were all lined up to go, and they didn't get it done. But, yes, to your point, if Scherzer misses a month or Verlander misses uh, you know, several weeks, does it matter as long as they're ready to go for October, assuming the Mets could get there? The answer is no, it doesn't. And look, that's the key, assuming you get there. Obviously, if the Yankees are sitting five games under five hundred in July, the regular season begins to matter more. If the Mets are underachieving, all of a sudden you look at these regular season games as mattering more. But as we get ready for opening day, we're now 42 days away. Everybody was so excited about pitchers and catchers, as am I. I am excited. The realization is that we are going into a regular season that's very similar to the NBA and the NHL. That's the world we live in. So No, but but don't you think it's like that because of the expectations the Mets and Yankees have? Twofold. Twofold. Because if last year we weren't sure. And, and by the way, the Yankees, even in a bad year, they win 90 games. They're always in the postseason. Mets have to prove that they could still do that. Like well, last year was kind of the aberration. They won 101 games. I, I definitely think that the expectations both teams are facing are a huge part of this. The other part of it is baseball. Like we we there are six teams that make the postseason. Eight make it in the NBA. We ain't that far off. Like right. it's really not that big of a difference between who makes it the NBA and who makes it major yeah, league baseball. Yeah, but it is different with the divisions, the way they're broken down. Where in the NBA, I couldn't even name you the divisions. They're so worthless. It doesn't really matter. But, but Sal, Sal, did winning the division last year matter to the Philadelphia Phillies? No, but it's going to matter for the standings. I mean, you're not going to be able to have the, 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 you have division winners make the postseason. I, I get it, but if you finish in second or third place and win a wild card spot and win 95 games and you're just healthy at the right time, sure, it sucks you to have to play want, two, three you, extra games. You still want home field. You'd still like to have that by. And look, I don't know if I even buy this yet. The postseason's a crapshoot and just got to get in and you got to be lucky. I mean, to a certain extent, I guess. Don't you think the Mets would have benefited last year from yes. winning the division? No, no. They would have benefited from it, but you know what else? The Knicks would benefit from home court advantage. The Nets would benefit from yeah, home court advantage. but that's why I don't care about the Knicks, because we're talking about five, six seed. If you're telling me we're talking about four or six seed, different story. Knicks well, can't get the four no, seed. No, you are talking about the difference between a play-in tournament and a non-play-in no, tournament. No, from six to seven, and, sure. And, but, you're, and you're right. The four seed matters a lot more. They're not that far off from that. Yeah, but they're not realistically. That's my issue with the basketball so if the, Knicks, the Nets now aren't good enough to be a top four, you know, after the Durant and Kyrie trade. And the Knicks aren't good enough to be a top four regardless. So it's about not being good enough, or is it about what's actually on the line? Because what's on the line in the NBA and Major League Baseball is very similar now. Like, I used to have this romantic feel about winning a division. Why should I have that? It still means something. Okay, getting a top seed in the NBA means something. No, no, the NBA divisions are different. Baseball Baseball divisions still mean something. Why? It does. Winning the division means something, and you do benefit because of it. Did it it benefit the St. Louis Cardinals last year? All right, but you're giving – it didn't benefit – obviously, the Phillies didn't matter. They didn't need to win the division. It still should benefit you in some ways to win the division. Did it benefit the Yankees? It did. No, no, it does to a degree, but maybe not enough 
to make 162 games what it used to be. If your argument is that the baseball regular season is becoming less meaningful, I, I'm not going to disagree. I can't, unfortunately, what, what disagree. I, what I mean is when I heard Max Scherzer talk yesterday, I had a feeling I hadn't had ever as a baseball fan. I don't want him to pitch that much. Do you think he was hurt last year, by the way, at the end of the year? Probably. I mean, because I, that is a concern where you talk about Verlander and Scherzer where everybody, instead of it being, hey, the Mets got two of the best pitchers in baseball, it's all about, oh, well, they got two guys that are old and are going to be hurt. And they have to pitch their best at the right time. Max Scherzer, when he made his 23 starts last year, was awesome. No right. one could argue that. Guy had the lowest ERA of his him. entire career. Yeah. You love him. He broke my heart in the you end, but I do You know what wanted to bet in the two biggest starts of the year, yet the guy who showed up, you couldn't wait to get out of town. By so the you way, can tell me how much you love him. I almost wasn't going to come in today. I was just going to ask if Spike could push me back a day or two because my side was a little was tight. I mean, if it were, <laughs> I knew if coming. I knew this was like a legit like run or something, I would have made it, but I wasn't sure I could. <laughs> but what's know. the weather like outside? Yeah, it's not right. too cold, so. I know. mean, are you kidding me with this guy, DeGrom? It's always something. It's February. It would have been your whole show yesterday. We would have led with it on SNY. Like, come I, on, DeGrom. I, it's always a pushback a day or two because of side tightness. Get out of here. I do agree that it would have been very stressful today and yesterday if Jake was here. But my concern is, was he going to pitch during the season? Is Max going to pitch during right. the season? Is Justin going to pitch during the regular season? What's funny is... Cole is in that league of guys who's an ace in Major League Baseball. I know he didn't have the greatest year last year in the regular season, but I would have less concern about maintenance day and Garrett Cole because the track record is that he makes 33 starts right. every single year. It's one of the best qualities he has. And then come postseason time, more times than not, he's really good. He's a beast. I mean, he gives up way too many homers, but yes, you can count on him. In the postseason, Garrett Cole's track record, as good as Verlander better? As good as Scherzer better? Probably better. I know it's not the same amount of games, but Garrett Cole's been a better postseason pitcher than both those guys. So you don't like Scherzer? Is that we're getting I'm not to saying you? that. What I'm saying is I don't look at things the way I did two years ago where if Jacob deGrom was pulled, and I know I shouldn't use him as an example because you and John Heyman, you know, have... Uh, I have no issue. First of all, don't put him. me in the same category as Heyman. That's a whole nother story. See, his story. piece that he wrote the other day? No, again? Oh, my... He can't get enough of this guy. On deGrom again? Again, Let yes. it go, bro. Even I've let it go. Thank you. Until it came up. I mean, I couldn't help <laughs> myself yesterday. Come on, who could? But what'd he do? He ripped deGrom for what? For the differences between deGrom and Verlander. deGrom oh, feels God. soreness. Verlander's a bulldog. DeGrom's like, let's push it back a few days. Verlander's like, it'll be blood coming out of my mouth, well, you, and I'll still pitch Well, you heard days. the stuff. Oh, it's true. You, DeGrom didn't want to pitch. Dude, you heard the rumblings, I'm sure, that I've heard no, behind I've never the heard that, actually, that he didn't want to pitch. I heard that he was hurt. And you want to call him injury-prone, it's fair. He's been injury-prone the last couple years. He didn't years. want to tough it out to a point where Scherzer had to be like, yo, let's go here. And other teammates, come on. What, what's the holdup? DeGrom, the he needs to be 100% feeling great, wake up the right side of the bed. Like, if he may have a you know a hangnail, whatever it may be, a bad moody candles. But take you know what's out. funny about this? In terms of what we're talking about, he was the guy most reliable when it mattered the most. Correct, so despite, he's the best. Well, that's what's frustrating about him. No, so despite missing the amount of starts he missed, and Max missed a ton of starts too, if this regular season goes the way the Yankee fans want and the Met fans want, we're going to judge Garrett Cole based on October. We're going to judge Max Scherzer based on October. Think about Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer for a second, because I do actually find this interesting. Garrett Cole's regular season was very average. Would you agree? 3-5 yes. ERA is yeah. average for him? Right. Well, he doesn't dominate the way that you expect an ace to in the regular he has. season. He has, though. At times, yes. That ERA he put together last year was the highest ERA he's had since he was traded to Houston. Right. So it was a very average season. We were ripping him on the show. Big Mac would still try to defend him. how many home runs. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. Oh, it's all fair, dude. Right. He wasn't great. But then what happened for the most part in October? 
Right. He's he awesome. Nice. So I think most Yankee fans view Cole's years last year as being pretty good. Max Scherzer dominated for 23 starts when he was out there. Yet in the two biggest starts he was asked he was to terrible. make, he got booed off the mound. And that's where we are for the Mets and the Yankees when it comes to pitchers and really everybody. You want them to have a you great like regular that? season. It, it's always been like, like C-Mac obviously can attest, but it's we, we know that with the Yankees. It's like that for every year. It's World Series of Bust. They're going to be judged on what they do in October. Are the Bats going to do what they did in the regular season in the playoffs? That's how it is. The Mets are now there where 100%. it doesn't matter. But do you like that? It kind of does take a little bit away, to your point, from the regular season. It does feel I, it's just different where it doesn't matter what Verlander and Scherzer do as long as they get there. Yes. Because same thing last year. The 101 wins meant nothing because in the biggest spot in Atlanta, they got their teeth kicked in. I and then again in the game spot. I race. don't like it, but it doesn't matter if I like it. This is reality. You know what I mean? Like me whining about, oh, but, you know, 10 years ago it was this or 20 years ago it was this. doesn't do anybody any good. So it doesn't matter if I like it or not. This is the reality. And the reality is, as excited as I am, you are, and everybody else is, for pitchers and catchers reporting, we are headed towards a regular season in baseball that's not only 162 games, but I think as the years go by, certainly this year, it's going to start to feel meaningless. Because the regular season in baseball ain't that different than the regular season in the NBA. Uh, I'll tell you where it won't feel meaningless. You turn in the overnights after that. Every one of those bad boys, I'm milking each one of them. I need that content. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> you think there's meaningless games in well, April or May? Not here, there ain't. But, Sal, here's the truth of this. So, and I think I'm a rarity in this. When the Nets lose a re- and I bring this up only because I'm a Nets fan. When the Nets lose a regular season game, it doesn't matter if Katie and Kyrie are there. Mm-hmm. I get very upset. I know when you care about it. I give you credit for that. So I'm I'm caring no matter what. So yeah, I don't know I'll why, still, but you do. Because it still matters. Uh, it doesn't. Of course it does. I did the NBA regular season in ways matter more than the baseball season. No, I, but I disagree. I just The uh, Nets and Knicks right now are battling to avoid a play-in tournament. The Mets and the Yankees may have a 97% kind of ride into the postseason. Yeah, but, you, but that's what it is on paper going in. And again, the Yankees have proven themselves. I wouldn't worry about them. Uh, the Mets could miss the postseason. You could paint a picture. What if either Alonzo or Lindor don't perform to what they did last year for so, whatever so reason? You do the same thing with the Yankees. If Aaron no, Judge get, the, doesn't it, play. It's so what? The Yankees are still going to win 90 games. They do it every year. Go back to the season where Judge did miss. A year ago. But a year ago, if Aaron Judge didn't play when he's hitting 63 home runs, where did the Yankees finish? The Yankees are deeper. Last year, maybe a different you know, story because they struggled. Yeah, I know they I'm, needed them last but year. But I'm using last year as an example. Uh, like He was such an MVP that if he wasn't around, Forget the division. The second half, the, the, second the, half the Yankees were dreadful, and they still won the division, really without being tested. So the Mets aren't there. They had the two old pitchers. If those guys don't perform, who knows, or, or get hurt. If Alonzo, basically have two guys in that lineup that you rely on to drive in runs, in Lindor and Alonzo, a little different story. The Yankees are deeper. Well, so, so, so here's my, and by the way, I, I got horrible news, just really, really Why? sad news. Uh, a guy who I grew up listening to, a guy you grew up listening Uh-oh. to. I thought he was one of the great broadcasters of all time. I loved hearing what his happened? voice. Tim McCarver has passed away at oh. the age of 81. And that is heartbreaking. He was, that's your childhood, right? Like, you're with me on this. I love Tim McCarver. Ah. Did I ever tell you the story about when I met him once? I used to go out to, um, and I loved him as a broadcaster. Obviously, I didn't watch him as a player. I mean, I'm familiar with nah, what he but did. We, we heard the stories about him and Bob Gibson. I think Bob Gibson once told him as Tim McCarver went to the mound, Bob said, get back behind home plate. The only thing you know about pitching is that you can't hit it. <laughs> Which was a legendary story. But go ahead. He was, well, you know, he was great. And I grew up listening to him doing Met games and, and obviously then, you know, on Fox when he was a national broadcaster. But one year at, uh, at actually, I called Francesa 
as a caller, Sal Kong, and I called him to tell him the story. I saw McCarver at Shea before the game coming in, and I had a blue Mets hat, and I was like, oh, my God, Tim McCarver, legend. Can you please sign my Time hat? Time out before you continue. Yeah. Uh, so if this talk, story yeah. leads to Tim McCarver refusing to sign your hat, I'm going to punch you like Clifford Robinson that night. Go ahead. So this is what happens. I go, Tim, can you please sign my hat? He goes, a blue pan on a blue hat. Now, who's going to see that? And he kept going. He didn't sign it. <laughs> and I, I was like, but, Tim, you're my... A blue pen on a blue hat? No one's going to see that. And he had a book out. And he goes, see the book? Buy it. And he kept walking in. <laughs> That's the story you decided yeah, to but tell. But I still love him. It's, it's the only story that I've had with him, me and Counter. Let, def- great, let, uh, let me defend Tim McCarver. Why would he waste his time? Signing a blue hat with a blue pen. <laughs> so that's exactly what Mike goes, well, next time bring a white hat. When I called in, tell, can I just tell you what story? I think it was when McCarver left the Mets to go do games for the Yankees. Yeah, Remember the that? Yankees so I called in yeah. and, and told that story. But uh, that sucks to hear about that. My heart is broken because he was my childhood. He was not only, you know, growing up with the Mets, and then he went to the Yankees. You're right, did the Yankees for a bunch of years. But him and Joe Buck. Like, I think of that big baseball moment. Joe Buck and Tim McCarver were the team. And they did it for a while. I'm trying to remember when McCarver stepped aside for eventually. I guess John Smoltz replaced him. I don't know if there no, was, was anybody it, else. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Harold Reynolds? Who was it? it? Uh, I don't initially, I thought that it was. Which going back probably a while now. But I, I think the greatest compliment you can pay an announcing team. We were just talking about this recently because of Burkhart and Olson taking over that big game feel. Anytime you heard Tim McCarver, you had that big game feel. Hundred percent. He is. Uh, for for my demographic and age, because I'm sure if someone's 55, they're going to disagree or younger disagree. When I think of an an analyst for each sport, like NBA, baseball, football, when it comes to football, it's John Madden. Right. right? We grew up with John Madden. When it comes to baseball, it's Tim McCarver. Agreed. And it's not. And by the way, it's not even close. Like there's no one even close. You know that's a good point because we could like who is the next? Is it Smoltz right now? John Smoltz would be the guy, and he's terrible. Yeah, he's not that. He's not even close to that. John level. Smoltz hates baseball. Tim McCarver <laughs> loved baseball. <laughs> well, that's my that's the answer. That's my explanation. I don't think he hates baseball. Tim he may McCarver, like golf a little bit more, but no, McCarver loved the game. He would talk about the game as if it was a love affair. John Smoltz talks about the game as if oh geez, when's a stupid thing gonna end? McCarver and Kiner. Those were my guys yes. growing up. Now, that yeah. might be a little bit before. Or you remember those no, years? I do. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact years. I just remember growing up watching those guys do Met games. That is, that's horrible news. So, condolences to his family. When, when Lugie came in and handed this to me, and I saw the first thing I saw was Tim McCarver. Oh, I, my stomach dropped, and I was hoping he's coming back. Like, I was hoping Smoltz is gone. Going to do, McCarver's like, five, five spring training games for SNY. Oh, that would have been yeah. great. That would have been great. Speaking of SNY, they got a major problem. We'll address that coming up. They did something that even you can't defend. What? They what did is your something. issue? I love SNY. Okay, just making sure. But there's something they did that they can't I do defend. Too. Yeah. No, I know you well, do. We get that. I love them very, very, very much. Yes. <laughs> they gave you an off day, and then you're going on SNY again. <laughs> Which is bizarre, right? Exactly. <laughs> we are coming to you live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. A lot to get to. Obviously, the quarterback searches in the NFL. Sal will try to convince us that Matt Ryan is oh, a god. Oh, God. Didn't and, take you long to get to and there. And the Jets should bow down and just pray <laughs> to his altar. Because not only can he quarterback, but he can teach. Yeah. We'll get to that look coming you, up. You're up on it. I look forward to having this conversation with you. I listen to you a lot. I appreciate that. Piss me off like 48% of the time. Uh, is that a good thing or not? Eh. I don't know. I mean, it's half and half, right? I At guess least you're right. listening. I appreciate it. But no. I do want to have this combo with you. It was on my list of things to get to as well. Oh, do you? You have a list? Uh, a small list. <laughs> yeah. The first thing on his list was... 
Katie and Kyrie left and no. they're not coming back. No, the first thing on my list was wear Knicks gear. As a matter of fact, I'm disappointed because I ordered this nice Mitchell and Ness warm-up Knicks jacket and it didn't come. And I paid for the two-day shipping and the damn thing didn't show up. So you just get this jersey. You know what's crazy? Usually I get made fun of, rightfully so. I don't mind being made fun of that. Everything mm. I wear looks like it came from Dick's Sporting Goods. That I wear, you know, net sweatshirts, Mets sweatshirts, hoodies yeah. and all that. But the one thing I don't wear, because I'm not a child, is jerseys. And me neither. And but this is a special comes- occasion. <laughs> a special occasion. I broke this out. for. I actually have not worn this ever outside of my house. This is the first day. I just bought it because I always wanted one. Well, one thing story. about John Starks, and don't argue with me about this because everybody knows it's true, even though John won't admit it. Plus the, the number three with Hart right now. You know what I mean? It's relevant with Hart. But go ahead. Yeah. John Starks dirtily injured Kenny Anderson. And I know that Kenny is listening right now and would deny it. Is he? No. <laughs> yes. Huge fan of Sal Licata. You didn't know about that? No, does Kenny Huge listen to the show? Huge fan of you, personally. Well, I'm sure he's a big fan of yours and Carl. I know that Kenny would want to say that's not true, Evan. Stop saying that. But we all know the truth. Quick, quickly, before you break, I have to tell this story because it's it's relevant. I met Kenny Anderson once at the Wiz. Remember, nobody beats the Wiz. I do. It was an autograph signing, <laughs> so they gave me like the eight by ten, whatever. I go up to him. You know what I said to him? Kenny, have you ever met John Starks? What's he like? Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I was legit just a nut about John Starks, and he's like, that, he was disgusted with me. That does remind me. I'll and he was this. there with Tammy from the Real World. Remember, he used to <laughs> yeah, marry her. Yeah. Yes. She was walking around shopping for CDs. That I don't know if your story is better than mine. It may be, and you can be the judge, fellas. I was once at a baseball camp. I may have told this story. I apologize. I don't mean to pull a carton. So act surprised, fellas, when I say this. It's at a baseball camp, and they there's guests. The everybody. What was that? Okay. <laughs> Jackass over there. There's a guest instructor at baseball camp, and it's Andy Pettit. Okay. And he's teaching everybody his pickoff move. It was great. Andy was a great teacher. And we we're each allowed to give Andy one item to sign. Oh, God. So I show up with a ticket stub. I go up to Andy. I hand him the ticket stub. He looks at it and says, I hope it's the first ever. Huh. What's this? I said, oh, Andy, that's the uh, first ever Mets-Yankees game. <laughs> so Andy looks back and says, but I lost that game. And I said, I know, Andy. <laughs> and I put my med hat on. And this is why Andy's a class guy. Hysterical laughing. Loved it. Said, that's a good one, young man. Signs it. No, no problem. Look at that. See? Tim McCarver. He could have just signed the hat and keep it moving. Tim McCarver wasn't going to waste no. his time to bring using it full a circle. blue pen on a blue hat. Who's going to see that? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I know who's going to talk about it several years later on the radio. Yeah, like minutes after we find out he <laughs> well, passed away. Well, it's just my one story. I still love the guy. R.I.P. If it was happening here, we'd all lose our minds for at least a day. I'll give you the choice on where you want me to start. The Patriots doing something ridiculous or the Red Sox doing Patriots. something. Patriots. I want to hear the Patriots. The New England Patriots announced the other day that for the first time since 2008, 2008 was obviously the year after they had the perfect regular season and lost in the Super Bowl to the Giants. Mm-hmm. For the first time since 2008, the New England Patriots are raising ticket prices. Now they're going to do that? Could you imagine that? The balls are doing that now? <laughs> After all these years? Like, if you told me, hey, they raised it in 9 and 10 and 11. Okay. Basically, any other year would have been okay. Any other year. And the Patriots decide now, coming off another lackluster season, in which I think the Patriot fan now realizes, yeah, Bill's great. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. We are going nowhere. We don't have a quarterback. Nah, We're in a division that. with Josh Allen and the Bills. We're in a division with a loaded jet defense, even though we beat them every single season. The Patriots aren't winning anything. And they got the balls to tell their fans, we're charging you more money. For the first time since the year after 
They had an undefeated you regular season. You can't say they're not winning anything. I get why you're Come saying on, it's Sam. a big deal. Come they're on, not Sam. the dynasty that they were. What do you mean? I legitimately can make an argument that the Patriots could win that division next year. They can win the division, maybe, by some fluke. They're not going well, anywhere. What are you talking about? They can they're win the division, anywhere. maybe. They, you just mentioned a loaded division with the Jets. I can make a legitimate argument because of Belichick that that team can win the division. Really? Bills take a step you've back. Watched, and, you've watched Bill the last few years without Tom Brady. They're still competitive. They're still good. That's great. What they're, have they done? They're worse is better than the majority of the that's, Jets, the Dolphins. Sal, that's not my argument. I'm not comparing You're talking about winning Super Bowl? They just raised their ticket prices uh, for right. the first time in 14 years. They better win the Super Bowl. You think the Patriot fans sitting back saying, hey, I'm a season ticket holder. I haven't had my tickets raised in a decade and a half. Now they're doing it, and they'll be okay I think if with you're a, being a prickly, competitive little team? I think if you're a Patriots fan, you take whatever the organization gives you. Okay. Af- after all the success that they have had, you're going to complain about ticket prices going up. You know what? If it's now as opposed to five, ten years ago, whatever it is, you deal with it. You see, suck it up because Bill Belichick's there and because you had that dynasty. See, that's the fairest point you can make because I couldn't relate to that. You couldn't relate to that. Listen, you're paying for the past. That's what you're paying for right now. The other thing, and this feels very, very spiteful, Justin Turner is wearing number two. What does that mean to you? Xander Bogarts wore number two for the Red Sox Mm. for almost a decade. He was a part of not one but two world championship teams, was a very much a key member of the Red Sox. He left as a free agent. He's now gone. I get it. He went to San Diego. And within 55 seconds of Bogarts leaving, they've handed his number out to a guy who will probably be a cliff note in the history of the Red Sox franchise in Justin Turner. Disrespectful. I hate that. Matter of fact, the one that comes to mind, I'm sure you have others that come to your mind, Starks, they gave number three to Dennis freaking Scott. Dennis Scott. (laughs) I was sick. And they gave the number three to Scrubs year after year, the Knicks. But Dennis Scott, that always stuck with me. You have any in particular that bothered you? Believe it or not, it's going to be Yankees. Because, like, I kind of got it with the Mets. I never thought. I was also very picky. 17, you didn't care about with the Mets, that they would give that away to Louis Lopez or... Day Sung Koo. If anything, it just reinforced my belief that the numbers shouldn't be retired, which right. I'm obviously wrong about. Keith got his number retired, mm-hmm. and I do think Doc and Darrow will. I think the one that jumped out at me is because Yankee fans made it an issue was 46 and 21 being handed out. That when Latroy, was it Latroy Hawkins? Who oh, yeah, he got 21, right. Was it 21? Who's I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're right with Hawkins. And he was getting booed. Who had 46? I don't even remember that. Uh, the, so there was a left. They gave that away? We, yes, they gave it to. Alan Embry, I want to say. Good like, God. Dude, oh, Aaron Guile. Do you remember Aaron Guile? You don't have to. Mm. He was an outfielder. And the Yankees gave 46 out to just a couple of guys right out the gate. And even though I'm not telling you maybe that number should have been retired, it's fine that it has. It felt weird. It was so quick. That's a to, bad one, 46. He can't give Pettis. 46 and 21. Both were handed out real quick. I think the reason the Met thing never bothered me is it was before my time. You know, Doc wasn't necessarily, but Keith Hernandez was. I wasn't remembering him as a player. I was too young. So it was more stories. It was more my dad telling me, hey, they handed out 17 again. Hey, they handed out 18 again. I remember a guy named Kevin Roberson getting Daryl Strawberry's number yeah. one side of spring 18 training. was all over the place. All over I remember place. Roberson. <laughs> but it would be, and maybe this is too extreme, and I don't even think Even you, number eight, I think they gave away a lot. Byerga yeah. switched his number to eight. Desi Relaford had number eight. A lot I, of guys have. About, yeah, I know. And they're not retiring it. Right. I don't think. At least not yet. The the thing that would even you would say is wrong is if they gave forty uh they gave forty eight out now. If they just said, Oh yeah, here, take it. Right. It would be disrespectful. And you'd have a problem with that. 
Excuse me? I, I might enjoy a little bit of well, it. Come, a, a part of me would enjoy it. I'm not going to lie to you here. A part of me would enjoy it. Stick it to him. He didn't want to be here. That doesn't bother That's you. That's not true. You got, the Mets got outbid. But it, it would be disrespectful. They didn't get outbid. Yes, they did. Steve Cohen did not get yes, outbid. He did. Yes, he never, did. Never, ever. Sal. He will never be outbid. Sal. I'm only arguing this because you said something that's not true. You're going to repeat it over and over again. People will agree with you. And yet everything you're saying isn't true. And I have to call you out on it. The Mets got outbid. You're wrong. They gave him a five-year deal. The Mets didn't come close to that. Because they, they didn't got, want to. Oh, then they got. They still got outbid, bro. No, no they didn't get outbid. Outbid oh would God. mean, hey, if you're at an auction and you want something and somebody else comes in and outbids okay. you the last All second, right. then you get outbid. Let's, let's find common ground. The Mets didn't want him back. He didn't want to be here. No, no. The Mets didn't want him back. No human being is taking correct, correct. that few years and grand total of money less. No one does that. Okay, so then unless you're, you're not, he's a saint, no one does that. Right. So then we could agree that Steve Cohen didn't want to grom enough to be the highest bidder. hundred okay, percent. Right. So we could we could throw away the outbid thing then and find the common ground that right. the Mets decided they didn't want him back. So stop throwing out he didn't want to be here. But we he didn't. No, we don't know that. No, if no, the Mets made know. the same offer and he left, I'd say you're right. They didn't do that. We have no idea of knowing. Why that. didn't he come back to them? Because they got outbid. No, no, but if you want to be at a place, and I don't want to use you as an example. What are you talking about? Because it wasn't close. If he w- didn't, we have this example where guys, Aaron Judge came back to the Yankees. I also heard that the Rangers said to him, "You can't take this offer back. This is a deal, and if you take it back, it's oh, off the yeah, table." Oh yeah, okay, right, because they would have stuck to it. Please, if Aaron Judge wanted the most money, would the Yankees have? The have Yankees met? were in the same ballpark negotiating for Aaron Judge. The Mets weren't. Judge it's a waste turned of time. down more money to come back. Let that shows you. me he wanted to be Let here. Let me tell you something. I love WFN. I want to be here. If another company is offering me a far better deal and I've made the decision. Wouldn't you come back to the fan though and say, hey, no. look, I want to be not when they're not even insane? close. Where's your loyalty at? Loyalty? Yes. They're not even close in the offer. It's an insult. It's like, what am I doing here? I'm going to say, hey, by the way, I know you're offering me this. Can you offer me 10 times I that? I guarantee you, if another company came to me and said, we want you to do this show, I would go, I would say, okay, this is a great offer. I love it. I would go back to FAN and say, look, I want to be here. This is where I want to be. However, look at this offer. It's also a token gesture. It's not going to change anything. The other side made a better offer by a lot. So what annoys me to this day, because you just did it, so I'm going to call you out on it, is continuing to peddle this he didn't want to be here. But as he did. It's a fact. He didn't want to. How be do here. you know that? Well, I mean, why? I because don't, someone I, he, whispered in your ear. Uh, Somebody who has people. an agenda against Jacob Degrom. Nobody because they, has an oh, yeah. agenda really? against. Tell the, me why John, John Heyman. Okay. Why is he writing columns every day, ripping the guy? Oh, is maybe. it his politics? Is it that he didn't give him interviews? Is it access? Is it that he didn't kiss certain guys' asses? You tell me. Since you got people whispering at you, well, that Jacob Degrom's no, 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 a creep. So tell me the reason. I don't have people whispering. I've heard from many people over the years. That Degrom was not happy. That was it. That he's not happy here. Now I don't know that for a fact. You're right. I never heard it from him. I don't know that that's the reason why he left. What I do know is that the people who said that he was unhappy and wasn't going to be here were proven correct because he's not. That's here. not true. You he can't, did, and he did not come back. To, you get the feel that he wanted Edwin Diaz. I don't know. You think Edwin Diaz on the open market could have got more Sal, money? Apples and oranges because no, the Diaz Mets, wanted to be here. It was obvious. The Mets were negotiating as if they wanted him back. The Mets were not. They weren't. And, and Sal. I totally but if he get, wanted to be here, he would have taken. It wasn't even a close. It was, the offers were not close, and you may be proven right, and Met fans may be proven right. And by the way, I hope they're proven right that it was a good decision to walk away. I'm a Met fan first. I'm not a Degrom fan first. I like him. I'll I don't call know. Out I'm your confused. Crap. No, no. I just call out the crap. I don't repeat there is what no I'm crap. being told. So yeah, come on. You've heard the same thing. You think Degrom was a happy camper here? No, I think there's an agenda against him right now. I, there's no doubt. They didn't like whatever it is. Maybe it's the media access. Maybe it's the politics. I'm not sure. But the attack that's been out there on DeGrom, 
with the line of thinking being he didn't want to be here as if it's a fact when the facts are the other team made a far better offer. Yet people like you keep repeating he didn't want to be here as if it's a fact is insulting my intelligence and everyone else's. Uh, I think that if you five paid year a, deal, if you paid Hello? attention, if you paid attention from the beginning, the way that things were handled, the way that it was talked about at the end of the season, I got the feel. Forget about what anybody whispered. I got the feel that it was a player who wasn't really focused on being a lifelong Met like he said he wanted to be, and he loved being here in New York. To me, what I heard combined with what the actions were added up to a guy who didn't really want to be here. I'm not saying that's why he Sal, left. There's more. I don't think he cared to be in New York. Matt, you may long. be right about all that. All I know, and I'll leave it at this because we could debate right. this for the next 10 years. There's more evidence that the Mets didn't want him back more than Jake not wanting to be back based on the offers. That's that right. I'm, I'm not going to dis- dispute that. Well, wait, 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 wait. I don't think that they didn't want him back. They didn't, they want, didn't, back. They didn't want him back. At the price that he got. Okay. And it was But that's far, a big difference. That's a big difference. They weren't willing to go where Texas went. And I don't even want to argue that point because I know there's a lot of people who say it was the right call. He's already hurt. That's fine. But and, they didn't want Marcus Stroman back, period. They wanted DeGrom back at their price. Yeah. yeah that's a big that. difference, though. They didn't want him back as much as Texas wanted him, period. And so to blame DeGrom because for Steve taking... Because Steve Cohen does not... He, he'll get whatever he wants. He's a businessman, and I respect that. He's a cold-hearted businessman, and guess what? If Pete Alonso is made an offer in free agency that he doesn't think is a good business move, he's gone. He's gone. Right, but the difference is... I don't think there's any ties to career Mets anymore. That's what I learned from this. No, that's not true. I have the The, evidence. The difference is assuming Alonso stays healthy and produces the next couple years, Steve Cohen will never be outbid for him, ever. Okay. Until you he think doesn't he think it's worth it. He's a businessman. If he doesn't think it's worth it, he won't do it. Nimmo's the perfect example. He doesn't think Nimmo's worth what he got. Yeah, they couldn't lose him. It's different. They also stretched it out to make the average annual salary palpable. But they them. still gave him the most. They'll do the same with Alonzo. Come on. Same with Otani. If Otani hits the open market, the Mets might not get him. They will not be outbid for okay. him. You could phrase it however you want. They didn't want the Grom Enough. back at that Agreed. price. We agree. All I'm saying is there could be a price. Where they say, we don't want Pete Alonso back. <laughs> That's too much. You hearing any uh, whispers about Alonso? Oh, about him? Yeah. He's great. You know, here's the whisper. I'll uh, tell you the whisper. I'm going to break it Have you actually you. heard any or no? Because yeah. I have. Here's the whisper. He really hates Chris McMonagle. <laughs> he was very <laughs> so upset. So you're playing games, but I'm hearing stuff that I don't like, and I'm not even going to get into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now you got to say it. No, no, I'm not going to. I don't have to say it. I thought maybe you were hearing it. Maybe he, you could break it. I'm he not. You can't come on the radio. Yes, I and can. Say, I just I heard whispers. And we can that talk I about it off the air. And what about it's the nothing, audience? It's nothing bad, by the way. It's, it's nothing. What about the audience who's waiting to hear this news you're about it's to not, drop? No, it's not news. It's just how I, I think that there's a perception that fans have that I had mm-hmm. that might be a little different from within. Boy, he's working himself into a problem here. You mean he doesn't? Love the fan base as no, much I think as he, he does. I oh, think okay. I think he does. Please, I just don't, please explain further, Sal. Yeah, I don't. I look. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, to but, begin with, but no, I just I I don't know if you know. I thought that Pete and I've said this before. And I think this is going to be the case. Alonzo, when all said and done, will be the greatest position player to ever wear a Mets uniform. That's all cute and all. What are you hearing about no, Pete that you don't want to talk about? I don't know. Come on, you're filling in for Craig. You got a chance to make news like Craig. I'm not making any news. This is my opinion. I'm giving you opinion here. What's your whisper? What's the whisper? I just don't know if he's as loved by everybody 
Wow. As we may think. Big Mac, Alonzo's hated in the no, Met locker see, room, this is yep. what according to here. SNY's telling right. No, get out of here. Don't even joke like that. That's not funny. I didn't joke. You no. said it. What no. did I joke? No. I'm just, that's all that by, I am. By the way, just so there's background for you and background for some of the audience. There's no human being who's enjoying that whisper more than Chris McMonagle. Because a few months ago. Oh, by the way, I heard the same thing about Aaron Judge. So, <laughs> FYI. Just to bring a level playing That's field a it. tough one to believe, by the way. That's a very tough That's one. Tough Are one you to telling believe. me? Don't shoot the messenger. I'm hearing these things. I'm saying, what? Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, you also heard that Jacob DeGrom's a creep who couldn't wait to leave, I'm sure. Yeah. And he kicked Many people. times over. Like, yeah. he wouldn't say hi to Steve Cohen. It was so bad he would kick him as he saw him. Well, I didn't hear that. I'm not saying hi. That's a John Heyman thing right. that used to oh, imply. Okay. So, I guess it was a few months ago, I made a comment that I think Bryce Harper is the biggest phony in baseball. Right. Just my opinion. You know, everything with the Philly fanatic logo. He's just such a freaking phony. And he's got those people down there buying it in Philadelphia. Good for him. Just my opinion, whatever. Mm -hmm. Big Mac over there says, you know who's a big phony? Pete Alonzo. Oh. Putting words in my mouth, but I said, I'm surprised that you have such a hatred for Bryce Harper and how he's trying to buy into Philly because you have a guy on your team who's making it all about, oh, I love the fans, right. I love New York, LMFGO, whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's putting on a little bit of a show. I mean, you know, he's wow. pretty, I mean, you know, he's he's praying before the All-Star break, before the home run derby practically, he's meditating, he's doing squats like and the, the fans, like, it's just his stick to be like, I'm all in with the fan base. Nothing wrong with it. Right. I think it's great. But that's, I'm surprised you have such so, a, what a phony he is. So obviously when, Pete, Pete heard that. Yeah, and called in. Called in oh, and did. was not happy with Chris. Yeah. Basically defended him from something. Well, you know why I am? Did legit. he really? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Doesn't yeah. like Big Mac. Yeah. Oh, I could understand Thinks that. he's a Brian like Cashman me. shill. That was the other thing you told me. No, that's your opinion. That's okay. I don't know if this is real or not, what the hell is going on here. What I will say is, I, after hearing some of this stuff, I don't even care because if a guy goes out there, like, do you care, Big Mac, if Aaron Judge is not a good guy or whatever the case? Do you really care about that? No, I mean, on some level, depending on what not a good guy means, ultimately, but no, right. like, beloved by the entire team, no, I don't care. Or whatever, by the like, ultimately, yeah. who cares? You no, care about care. what they do. So, it's interesting that you say that. One thing that's been going on over the last couple of days, I've seen this from a lot of people, NBA circles, not NBA circles, is this idea that the Nets are so likable now. Oh, they're so likable. Yeah, I like them. Fun little team. They are likable, Sal. Yeah. I'd rather win. That's just, that's just me. I don't right. Call me crazy. I like my team. But you weren't winning with those guys anyway. Well, probably not. No, no, no. But I'm not there saying, was I'm not a chance. To, I'm not trying to predict. I'm saying, like, factually. 100%. Yeah. No, no, no. But there was at least a hope that they could win. Correct. As unlikely as it may be. And I had said on the air, this ain't happening. I thought this was going to be the year, honestly. After they got through the offseason right, and then right. they both, like, screw it, they're coming back. I was like, all right, well, now maybe they put it together. Maybe. And they were 18 and 2 over a 20 game period. We'll never know the answer. But I always find that laughable. Like, ooh, but the Nets are fun and likable now. I'd rather win. So to answer your point to him, I don't care if there were 26 baseball players that all hate each other. Right. If they're winning a world championship like those late 70s Yankees, let's go. Agreed. Them all loving each other, that's nice. I guess that's the cherry on top, if you will. It's like having a team that's homegrown and winning versus buying a team. I don't care. Would I rather it be homegrown? Sure. If I'm getting to pick out my championship on like a keyboard, I'd pick that. But as long as you win, that's that's all that matters. Right. You don't care if a guy's friendly with the media or not. You know, goes goes into Aaron Rodgers. People care. Well, who cares if he's going into darkness for four days or doing a hallucination? Who gives a crap? Guy's gonna win. That's what you want. That's it's it. about winning here. It's the only thing that matters. Within reason, though. Like I don't know about you. And what I does that mean? Well, guys who you know domestic abuse, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's very yeah. very different. I'm just saying. It's, yeah. Because and, people, sports fans, do 
tend to overlook that. You know, the Yankees traded for Aroldis Chapman. They got him on the cheap for a reason. Yeah, I think a part of what ends up happening, Jose Reyes being brought back, uh, which right. I was against, but guess what happens? After a couple of days and you give your opinions, which I did, you have no other choice but to root for your team. Right. Like you're a fan well, of the team. Well, the fan should not be punished. Right. Right? If you're a Yankee fan, why are you going to be punished because of what Aroldis Chapman did? Now, you could choose maybe not to root for him personally, but he's on your team. No, you're right. Let's go to Danny in Queens. What's up, Danny? Uh, guys, perfect segue. I'm the best caller after the uh, Grom. You know, I'm glad he's gone. You know that. Uh, secondly, uh, you hit uh bank with a wallet. I did. And you punched your current co-host. What did you do with Joe when you and Joe were partners? Why did you abuse and beat him up? <laughs> <laughs> I once gave him a stone-cold stunner. It was late at night. I saw him walking down the street, and I gave him a stunner. But you're right. I'm a violent guy. I hit Craig with a wallet. I punched uh, Sal very hard during yeah. a Knicks-Nets game. Did it leave a bruise at all, by the way? No. No, I don't think so. Although I wasn't as in shape as I am now. So <laughs> so it bounced off if I hit you now? Now you, now you might hurt your hand. You hit these babies. Yeah, no, look at the, I was going to say, look at those shoulders. Yeah. On, looking buff. Look at you. Yeah, I work out. Yeah, no, I, I wore a John Starks jersey <laughs> just to, like, you know, throw it in your face. Well, That's the whole reason why. I had and, nothing to, you know. And show off the Well, yeah. no, I could have wore my Islanders vest in here, but this was specifically <laughs> for you. My New York Starks jersey here. Did you stay up and watch the Rangers last night or no? Uh, no, I did not. Well, of course not. You're not a fan. No, two things. No, yeah, of course, because I'm not a fan. I watched a little bit of the first period because I was at work, did the show at SNY 11 to 1130, and then went home like a normal individual. Usually after I leave work, I go to work right, and then right. wait till 5 a.m. to go home, get home at 6. So I got home at 1 a.m. and passed out and had a normal sleep and then ready here you I You got am. a good deal here because you missed the overnight last night to do this show. Correct. You're not going to do the overnight tonight. No, no, but there's the reason for that is because I did Sunday. Like, I did five shows this week. I did Sunday with Moose. Right. Monday morning overnight after the Super Bowl. Tuesday morning overnight, Wednesday morning overnight, today. That's okay. five days. So you did your five shows. So Correct. your weekend begins after this show. That is, well, yes, but remember, I'm filling in for my wife this weekend. <laughs> so I'd rather, any shifts available? What's going on tomorrow? Well, it is funny. You guys big, need any help? Big Mac and I have said this before. When we take vacation or we have a break from working, we're working. <laughs> we come to work, that's our vacation. There's no days off. <laughs> I need a break. No, I totally get that. Going to the East Coast. Yeah, so when he was initially posted, and it's kind of well documented now, he never even really considered the Yankees because he wanted to be on the West Coast. He didn't want to be supposedly in a big market. And all that may be true, but that was also a long time ago. Right. And people changed. Well, now he's got acclimated to the big leagues. You know, sure. coming in, you don't, don't know what it's going to be like, big league life. I think, so that's one factor. Like, we don't know if he still feels that way. The other thing that's a huge factor, and I always use CC Sabathia as an example, because CC wanted to go home. He wanted to go to Northern California, right? He didn't want to pitch in New York. But the Yankees made such a monster offer that it was an offer he couldn't refuse. You can make that argument with Max Scherzer, too, where mm -hmm. you offer a guy so much money that even if they don't want to be there, they're going to take it. Could the Yankees or the Mets make an offer that's so enormous yes. that even if Otani doesn't like New York, he says, I got to take it. The Mets are going to do it. My only question, because I think the Yankees are going to be involved, as anybody should. If you are a well-run, functioning organization and Otani is on the open market, you have to get him. I think the bigger question would be what you do in season, where there have been reports that neither team is really going to be in play, the Mets or the Yankees, if, in fact, Otani's available in season. But... Free agency, they're both going to be players. And maybe Otani wants the pinstripes more than the bigger offer. But I believe yeah. wholeheartedly nobody is going to outbid Steve Cohen. Yeah, I think we got that impression. And I'm certainly, as a Met fan, kind of believing that's the case. 
I've also seen, though, and you got to keep this in mind with the Yankees because we sort of saw this, with Aaron, saw this with Aaron Judge and we saw it with Garrett Cole. So in the post-George Steinbrenner world, when they really, really, really want somebody, they don't get outbid either. And I know that's easy to forget. See, you're even making a look. Come you're on, because Cohen is the richest owner in the sport. I get that. The Yankees got outbid for Judge. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They got him. Because he wanted to come back. But we don't know that they wouldn't have upped it if Aaron Judge said, sorry, Hal, that's still not enough. Because reportedly, Judge said to Hal, give me this, it's done. Hal gave it to him. So if Aaron said something even bigger, we have no evidence to say Hal wouldn't have said yes. And based on how aggressive they were in trying to bring him back, I think they would have said yes. Maybe, and they had to have said yes. I'm just saying that it's not the this is not the old Yankees I, that I, would outbid everybody. So I disagree with you for this reason. And by the way, it's not even about them. It's right. about there's a new sheriff in town. I'm not talking about look, I expect that Steve Cohen's gonna go crazy. No one's arguing that. He is gonna outbid everybody. What I'm trying to point out to you is when the Yankees have wanted a free agent. Not a guy you want them to sign. Not a guy Big Mac wants them to sign. Not a guy Keith wants them to sign. Not a guy every Yankee fan wants them to sign. When Brian Cashman sets his eyes on somebody, they get him. They do. Garrett Cole was going to be theirs. CeCe Sabathia was going to be theirs. Ultimately, they weren't going to lose Aaron Judge. I don't care what the Padres were reportedly offering. They didn't lose him. So while you're right about Cohen, and I have that same confidence... Let's not forget who the Yankees are, because every once in a while you, we forget, and we need to be reminded. But you're going to tell me the Yankees are going to get into a bidding war with Steve Cohen? I think this could be the first, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I know for a very not cocky be, over there. He's not going to be outbid. It's a fact. Now, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that Otani would choose the Mets over the Yankees. Maybe he grew up a Yankee fan. Maybe he loves the Yankees. Maybe he wants to put on the pinstripes. That's something that I feel like would favor in the Yankees or go the Yankees way where maybe they could get him right. with a substantial offer, but Cohen okay. will not be out there. I, I want to stick with this because you got to answer me this. Name me the time that the Yankees wanted, wanted, wanted somebody. I'm using three wanted. Well, at the trade deadline more so than no, free no, agency. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, well, because the they would settle deadline. for Frankie Montas instead of Luis Castillo. Well, I mean, because they were asking for Anthony Volpe. Right. Oh, how'd it work out, Montas? That, that's not the argument, though. I'm not talking about the prospects. That's very, very different. The Yankees different. have been reluctant. Right, I, I understand that. The Mets that. didn't exactly trade their prospects at the deadline either, to be uh, fair. I understand that, but there wasn't Money. that piece that they wanted. Exactly. I, look, it's a Money. different story in, in trade, dead, uh, trade deadline-wise than free agents. I say this very respectfully to you. Name me the guy they missed out on that they really, really wanted financially. Go ahead, I'll wait. Well, I mean, I honestly don't have anybody because there's of my nobody. Head. I no, haven't thought about it. The answer's nobody. Well, the Yankees. Well, what about Carlos Correa a couple years ago? They just don't want him. They, they didn't wanted want him. They wanted Kiner Falefa. Sal. Oh no, they, they uh, wanted the Josh argument. Donaldson. Sal, <laughs> you're deflecting. They, they chose. I'm just telling nah, you. No, you're they not. Did. You're deflecting. Wait, wait a second. Could the Yankees have used a shortstop two years? That's not my point. That's but, deflecting my, well, the point I'm making. So they didn't. So you're, no, they but didn't you're telling them. me they didn't want them. Yeah, so you're telling me they wanted Connor Falefa instead. That's not the comparison. The old Yankees they, that I grew up watching would go get the biggest and the best. There were 18 free agent shortstops out there. The Yankees ended up with Connor Falefa. Big Mac knows what Sal's doing right now. He's deflecting. Well, on you a, see a that valid Yankee point fan, What do you the think? The answer is yes. They wanted. They wanted IKF. Yes. And okay, yeah. uh, if you believe, if you I, believe, I do. That they the wanted, Yankees preferred IKF over an actual real shortstop. They, they preferred a, a bridge. To, the, to well, these then, young prospects coming up. And they that's just not, dumb. They should have gave but, but, Correa but, but, the contract but, 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 Minnesota fellas, gave him, but... That you're deflecting on the argument. I get it. They shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. That's but, not the but point. Did they Name not, me the free did they agent. Not want, hold on. Did they not want one of those guys? We could use Correa as an no. example. Because of... 
knowing that they didn't have the money to spend? I think there's a very I think there's a variety of reasons. I think it's they didn't think the guy's worth it. I think it's that they believe in the prospects that they have. So again, when there is somebody, and it's rare, I admit this, Sal, it's not every year. When there's a guy that Brian Cashman targets with those eyes that he has, which are not bad looking mm-hmm. eyes, when he wants somebody, huh? he gets him every time. And I defy you. I know the Cashman boy won't give me an example because well, I mean, he loves him too much. Well, you're talking about the one. I, you're Who's actually the one? the one is the guy you're talking about. Oh, now, Tony, he, didn't, right. he, didn't, he didn't even agree to listen to East Coast teams, but the Yankees wanted him. Definitely. That's different because they couldn't use right, the well, power. I'm just saying that's the one guy. But it doesn't fit because they couldn't use the power of the purse to convince them. Why not? See, because they couldn't. Why not? They couldn't spend that kind of money to get Shohei Otani. Why not? I think there were rules on what they could offer. Oh, is there rules on what they could uh, offer? Uh, All right. Fact, if that's the fact. In fairness, fact check, on, fact check me on it. It was a long time ago. But the point is. There's got to be somebody. Tell me the guy. I, well, I got to think about it. You put me on the spot here. We talked about a few different options. I, I have a hard time believing that baseball decision-wise, the Yankees Nobody. felt IKF was a better shortstop. Nah, not even nah, a major nah. league shortstop. No, nah, they don't nah, think nah, he's nah, better, nah. but they, they like the fit of a, a stopgap. They didn't. As opposed to giving right, but, but, but they're, did the they're right or wrong, and I the, think they're wrong. Did the 2000, 2009 Yankees operate like that? No, they didn't. No. They weren't talking well, about stopgaps and young players. Sal, 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 you're yeah. using the example of one of the guys that they targeted. Because I don't think this is a long list, in fairness, where the Yankees get to free agency and they're going to get <laughs> like this Garrett guy. Like Garrett Cole was the guy, right? Garrett Cole was one of those guys. CeCe Sabathia was one of those guys. Otani's going to be one of those guys. Yeah. Well, we'll see if no, they get him. But they don't have a track record of missing. So when you and others... But they also... But this is why it's a different argument. They also don't have a track record of competing against a team with a richer owner. They were the gold but standard. Sal, that's right all now, new. the Mets have a higher payroll. That is all new, and we're going to find out. Right. Like, I agree with that. I, I agree that he's now competing. The Yankees are now competing, as in he with Hal Steinbrenner, with a billionaire owner. I acknowledge that. My only point to you is, and sometimes we forget this because of the way Yankee fans have talked about ownership and some of the moves they've disagreed with, which I'm with them on. When they target somebody that they want, they get them. That's all I'm saying. And it's rare, but when Brian Cashman wanted Garrett Cole, you knew it going into the offseason. It didn't matter what the Angels were going to offer. It didn't matter. They were going to outbid everybody. So I agree with you about this. Here's where we're in agreement. I think it's going to be fascinating. I don't know what's going to happen with Otani. I feel you. Cohen's not going to be outbid. I also feel the Dodgers may have that attitude. Right. We're not going to be outbid. Well, at some point. What do you think he's worth Otani a year? I mean, if you're combining what he does pitching-wise, him as a pitcher is worth what? $35, $40 million a year? He has never made 30 starts in a season. Okay, but what would you value him as a pitcher? How he's many got, he's over $30 he, million a year. How many starts is he making in a given season? Shohei Otani last year made... Let me pull up the exact number so I don't screw it up. He made Why do you get two iPads over there? One's not enough? You need two? I need two, yes. For what? To do multiple things at the same time. That's the way my brain works. He made 28 starts last year, so it was basically a full season. 23 the year before that. Nothing even close prior to that. In Japan, he never double-dipped at the level he's double-dipping now. He never had a season where he had 500 at-bats and threw 150 innings. Never happened. So we're asking to assume that 2022 and 2021 is the norm. Is that your point? I'm asking what you think he's worth per year as a pitcher. Do if I you were think, in the open market as just a pitcher, what do you think Otani would get? Uh, I think he's making in the mid to low 30s. Okay. As a hitter, offensive player, what do you think he's worth? I think very similar. High 20s, low 30s. Right. So you're talking about a guy who could be worth 50, 60, easily million a year. Do you think he can do both for a five-year period of time? 
I think somebody's going to pay him like that. And by the way, not only what he does on the field, but obviously all the stuff that he brings off that's the field. That's why. No, no. I completely agree with that. I think that's a big part of why Hal and Steve are going to be super aggressive. They may not be analyzing, hey, how many years in a row can he pitch 25 starts and 450 He's the guy to spend on. I think a lot of it is, this is box office. Shohei Otani is box office. And he's a pitcher and hitter at a For, high level. But... And you're not going to pay, like, I don't think they're going to get to a point where, hey, you know what, he's a $40 million a year pitcher, he's a $40 million a year offensive player, here's $80 million bucks a year. You're not going to get to that level. Sure, sure. So whatever team gets him for whatever, they, they're getting a value. And, and I agree that I would go balls to the wall to get him, whether I'm the Mets or the Yankees, and I would take the risk that in 2025 he's not doing both. But I do want to point out that this is all so risky because for two years now, and that's all it is, Sal, two years He's pitched a lot, but not 200 innings by any stretch. And this is coming from a guy who loves DeGrom. DeGrom, isn't, we haven't seen him on the mound in two years. And right, now you're knocking Otani for making I'm 23 not, starts last year. I'm not knocking starts. him. I'm trying to figure what is he going to be over the course of 14 years. You may have to give the guy a 10-year contract. Who the hell knows? You can't predict it. You know, two years out, 14 I, years. I know. But every one of those contracts, the point is every one of those contracts, even a five-year deal, seven-year you don't know. He's the guy to do it with. Are you okay if... Because I think this is a real possibility. And again, I'd go after him. By the way, can I make fun of Sal about something? He's doing something I find very humorous. He's checking him out on TV. I keep seeing constantly. myself as distracting. I do it all the time. He yeah. keeps glancing over like, how do I look? No, How's the I'm reflection on my bald head? Yeah, no. Hold on. Let me see. Is this well, in that's, the right that's what happens when you're on TV as much as he yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a bad habit that I look at myself. I do sure it all the good. He's yeah. aware of it. So... In my expert you wear opinion, under your jeans. You guys are two different people. <laughs> yeah, and avoid mirrors at all costs. Right. When was the last time you looked in the mirror? For goodness' sake, broke. Maybe you should check your, <laughs> You should check yourself out a little bit more. In all my time on SNY <laughs> with Craig for the last two years, whatever it's been, I think I've glanced over at the TV only when, hey, I'm showing you my shorts. Right. I ignore they exist. But Craig shut Carton, it off. I just so I don't look at it. It's distracting. Craig Carton does the same thing. It's, I'm going to throw him under the bus, too. It's right He there. does the same thing. See, that's why I love Craigie. He's a man who cares what he looks like. You don't like. love Craigie. Yes, I do. You called him out on Twitter a few months ago. Yes, you did. No, no, no. We're all good there. We're yeah, all good there. Hey, hey, look. We talked about did it. Did you call have, him out on Twitter? We have no beef whatsoever. You had a beef. We have no beef at the current moment whatsoever. But there was a moment where there was some beef. I don't know even what you're talking about. I have this feeling. There was a miscommunication, I think. I don't think they like each other. That's yes. not true. I at think all. Sal and Craig. You I think it's vice versa. Maybe Craig doesn't like me. I, I can't speak to that. I hope that there's at least a mutual respect there. I have no issue whatsoever. Well, when I told him you were filling in, the reaction told me everything I needed to. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say I don't think I'd be filling in if Craig was not at least somewhat okay with it. No, nah, he's got no power in this. I know he likes to claim he does, but when he's out, is that true? No, Craig. I'm not buying that. No, no power. I'm not buying that at all. Anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> He'd never heard of CP the franchise till I told him he was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Who's that again? What was I saying? I don't know. CP the fan. If you're a Nick fan, you know Otani? who he is. Shohei Otani. Yeah. Would you be okay? Done. You give him all the money. Because, again, I think all Yankee fans and Met fans are well, gung-ho. Let's go. We'll take the risk. $58 million a year. He comes here for one year. He pitches. He has a 2-4 ERA, 28 starts, hits 40 home runs. Year two, doctors come to him, can't do both. You got some elbow issues, and you're risking your hitting – as much as you're pitching, when you do both, it's best for your health at 29, 30 years old to just pick one. And he picks being a hitter. Mm -hmm. Are you good with that? Knowing and that how much for a year? $50-plus million dollars a year. 
I mean, look, you, you that might be a scenario you have to live with. Take the risk. That's what I'm saying. There are certain guys where you invest in and don't think twice about it. He's one. Do you you would agree it's likely that by year three or four of this deal, he's only doing one thing, right? No, I wouldn't say that. I'm just saying it because we've never seen this before. I know, but why would I think that it's going to wear? You're playing baseball. He's pitching and he's hitting. By the way, speaking of things I've Here, never seen before. Here's the other part of it. You're yes. getting a player that could do two things. Let's say yeah. Shohei Otani, the pitcher, is on the DL. He can't, or on the IL, he can't pitch. He can still hit. So you're getting your money's worth that way, where if he were just a pitcher, you'd be losing him, but now you're getting the offensive No, absolutely. Player. If the Mets lose Scherzer and sign Otani, they've replaced Scherzer and added the DH they want. If the Yankees lose Severino, who's a free agent, and sign Otani, they're replacing Severino no, but, and adding a back. But I'm saying, if he, I'm saying if he gets hurt to a point where he can't pitch. Well, he can do the other thing. Correct. What a normal player, no, I, you, that doesn't happen. You're right. It's, it, it's amazing because it's something you've just never seen before. And speaking of which, I don't know if you have NBA League Pass. Do you have NBA League Pass? Are you out of your mind? You don't have NBA League Pass? No, I used to. Do you know when I got it? When Ewing got traded to the Sonics. That was the one year I had it. <laughs> I didn't know they Ewing had it got tra- Yeah, old school. So I have NBA League Pass. Oh, oh my God. I'll share my account with you if you want. I'm no, thank you. There's no. zero chance. There's enough games on nationally that I don't watch. What do so I need League Pass here's for? Here's why. You want to know what why? What do you need it for? I'll tell you why. Get the audio ready so you can hear what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. So I'm watching Mavericks Timberwolves the other night. Oh, God. And what's great about NBA League Pass is they don't play commercials. So what happens... Kind of like this show. Yeah, we don't play commercials. Call. I'm, I'm, you're making me You're nervous learning, here. We're going, yeah. Yeah, we're going for 45. Matter of fact, i got to no reset commercials. the parking here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to break at some point nah, this hour. No, no okay. break. We'll get to it at some point. Yeah. So they don't play commercials. So what they do is they show you the in-arena entertainment, which is really cool. Right. So they'll show you all the fun stuff that they do inside the arena. You know, like the, the match game or whatever. They'll also show you halftime shows. So you can see what's happening at the Nets or Knicks or Atlanta Hawks halftime show. So I'm watching Dallas, Minnesota, and I couldn't believe this was real. Can you play the clip? Clip number one of what I'm watching as I'm watching the halftime show of Dallas against Minnesota. Go ahead, Big Mac. We're gathered here tonight in holy matrimony to join Reed and Ellen in the union of marriage. You hear that? It was, and I'm like, wait a second. First of all, holy matrimony? Yeah. What are we doing here? It was a real freaking wedding. Here's the ending. You got the ending of this wedding? Play it. By the power vested in me and with 20,000 MFFLs as witnesses, it's my delight to declare you husband and wife. Reed, you may kiss the bride. But what is it? 20,000 NFFLs as witnesses. Yes. With 20,000 NFFLs. What is that? I don't know. I, I have no idea. And they play the horns at the end. So I'm seeing this. Maverick fans for life? Yeah, or something? NBA fans. And, oh, just, yeah. they, so I, I, I nudge my wife. I wake her up. I said, honey, ever think about getting married again? Have you ever thought about maybe redoing our vows somewhere else? I'm shocked that you did not like get married <laughs> walking down <laughs> City Field, Pitcher's Mound, or something like that. I didn't know it was a possibility. You're a you're totally a stadium proposal guy, hundred percent. No, 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 no. I, no, I actually saw one live. I went to go see the Hudson Valley Renegades, the uh, single A affiliate for the Yankee uh, for the Yankees, and they had a wedding. It was they had a promotion earlier in the year where you could win a free wedding, and tonight was the night it happened. They had a wedding in between every inning. In between <laughs> every <laughs> the first one was the vows. Right. Then the next half inning was the best man and, and maid of honor speech. 
Then it was the dance with your father and dance right, with right, your right. mother. Every they broke up all the segments of an actual wedding, cutting the cake, everything in between every other. So end. this has been done before. Then, I, yeah, because, I saw I saw it live because I'm watching this the other night. And I apologize, this was Monday night in fairness, so it yeah. was four days ago. I'm watching this thinking this can't be real. It was real. I looked it up after the fact. Like the, these two, apparently, it was an in arena proposal with his dude. And then years later, or whatever, proposed to her. And then I guess I don't know whose idea it was whether it was them or the Mavericks. They're like, yeah, we should just do it at halftime. And they did it at halftime, and they did all of those things just in halftime. There was cake. There was dancing. The fathers walking out. Uh, the, the woman down the the, the, the thing. The whole thing happened. What are you shaking your head? You know it's you're not doing. for me. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, Although wouldn't. there was a point in my life, I would say, what, 12-year-old Sal, who always dreamt about getting married in the Shea Stadium pitching mound to home plate. But that was 12-year-old Sal. Then you know what happened? I actually grew up. You're and not realized that you have weddings in, in real places. There's a real text message I just got. I'm not even kidding you. The New York Islanders would like to offer you, as a diehard fan, oh, shut up. the chance you, to redo your vows yeah. with your wife at no, UBS. Thank you. And it says, because he's such a loyal Islander fan. Do I fan, get to sit in the owner's suite? I might have to redo our vows. <laughs> I, you put may, me up on the big screen and put me in the owner's suite. I'll be there. <laughs> you may think I'm lying to you, as crazy as I am. And I know I'm crazy. I acknowledge that. I had zero, zero interest in ever proposing at a stadium or an arena. I am surprised at that. Oh, no, man. You spent the majority of your life in these arenas. Yeah, the Mets. The Mets. I love it, but I I got to separate the two. How'd you propose to your wife? You do. Uh, truth be told, yeah. you caught me in a tough spot here because I was never planning on telling the story on the air. I actually I wanted to make it memorable. We were in our apartment that we lived in in, in Bergenfield in New Jersey, and I got down on one knee, but uh, I was fully naked. That was my. I was in the nude. She turned around as she was doing her hair, getting ready for work, and I was there naked on the ground. Wait, so that wasn't planned to have everything hanging out? It was just kind of. I didn't want to. Did she laugh? She was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And she was embarrassed. She said, "You better never tell anybody this story." Hi. That's See, a true story. I can't. I, I don't have it in me to lie. I don't know why. And it's also a natural question to ask. We're talking about a wedding at a Maverick. What about game. you? Yeah, mine's not as pathetic, but it is pretty pathetic. I took her to where we went on our first date. And my plan was just to open up the ring and propose to her. And I got very, very nervous. And I didn't do it. So we got in the car. And she was expecting a proposal. Uh It was one of those things where she's waiting. She kind of knows what's going on here. I never did it. We get in the car. And I start talking to her about how much I love her. And I lose it. Waterworks. I start crying. I can't even get through the proposal. Oh, my God. And I'm like, honey, will you marry me? How yeah. could she say yes after that? Oh, come on. What is wrong with you? I've you never pro- heard that story. Oh, that my is- God. They- of all the things you do, I thought wearing gym shorts under your pants was bad. Going to all these games, all these shows. That, that you a little emotional. You broke down? That's right. You're not even looking at her. You're driving. No, no, like, no. We were, just, part, no, no, no okay, we were not right. driving. Let me rephrase that. We were in the car. We were not okay. driving. Okay. I, I, am I don't in, know if that saves me I thought you were in the car going home. Like, I am know. a very <laughs> no. emotional person, but that is like, dude, this is a spot where you got to. That was emotional. You broke down yeah. before you broke the ring out? I was thinking about it. I love you. Yeah, I, I can envision. Beautiful. Now I don't know about my wife how she would handle it. The majority of girls that I've dated uh, in my life, some you may be familiar with, they would be like, "Dude, get what up, a you little pathetic <laughs> loser!" What a loser! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> crying. Uh, hey, listen, man, it was an emotional moment. And would she? Did she start crying? It was a little bit of tears. Yeah, 
And then we hugged and kissed, and uh, he got, we're married. Everything's beautiful. We got two kids, so don't kill me too much. No, no, I'm just, I'm surprised. I, you know, look, I give you credit for admitting that you cried and like I that. And I never brought up the idea of getting married during the seventh inning stretch or halftime of a Jets game. Never brought it up. Just on the side of the BQE. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when Evan got the bill for the wedding, he cried again. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. That's okay to cry at that no, point. That's understandable, yeah. right? You know what it's like. Yeah, right. It's a little expensive. There have been many times I've cried since the proposal. <laughs> But during the proposal, I'm not so sure. But it all worked out. Yeah. And Sal is happily married for now. Very, we'll very see what much happens so. when it goes home. How many years have you been married? Uh, 2015. So we're at seven years. So I was right behind you, 2017. Look at that. Wow. Seven years. Flies by, doesn't I'll it? I tell you, man, it does. It's crazy. You know, I'm picky. When see, I, Mac, how long have you been married for? Uh, f- 15. Seven years, too. Wow. Okay. How long have you been married, Looking? It'll be five years in September. Wow. Yep. That long, huh? That long. Jeez, how old are you now, Loogie? 37. God, we're all getting so we're old. We're all a yeah. bunch of old men. I remember men. when these guys first started here. <laughs> sure. A now, long time ago. I remember meeting C-Mac in Vegas. Loogie, yeah. I remember. I mean, he was just an intern, obviously, when, you, for, you know, when we used to have interns here. Man, we're all old. Very old people, yeah. And now you got a kid that you can't take care of by yourself. I've got two kids. At least I don't have to change a diaper. I thought I was can't even change a diaper. Good for you.